like the title of this podcast says. So we're really just going to die alone, eh? We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, it doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. Hey, it's Doc, and I'm back with another solo episode of The Oddcast, and this episode was actually inspired by something I saw recently on social media. Now, around this time last year, there was this girl who I played with on a rec sports team, and I'm pretty sure she was single at the time, or at least she wasn't in any kind of serious relationship. Well, the spring season ends, and then we turn around, we got to start the summer season. And once we were ready to start this new summer season, I noticed she wasn't on the team anymore. And there's nothing unusual about that, because sometimes people can't always play every season of the year. So there's nothing out of the ordinary there, except for the fact that I also noticed that she had disappeared on social media as well. And she was the kind of person who would post pretty regularly on social, and then suddenly she's just MIA for several months. Now, skip forward about five or six months, and she's back on social media, and now she has a boyfriend. Ah, oh, okay, I see, I see what's happening here. And I want to make it clear here that I was not romantically interested in this girl. I'm just nosy. And I just really enjoy following people's lives and seeing how things play out in their lives over the course of a longer period of time. Now, let's skip forward to just a couple of weeks ago. It's just a few days after Valentine's Day, and she announces on social media that her and her boyfriend, they are now engaged. What? I was shocked, and my jaw was on the floor. And this was not out of jealousy or anything negative. I'm, I'm happy for her. She deserves the world. Uh, I'm just completely fascinated by how quickly people's lives can dramatically change for the better over a short period of time. And as someone who spent 98% of their life single... It is wild to me how people can go from single to married so quickly. Just a year ago this time, she was this single woman just out here doing her own thing. And within a year, the love of her life just casually walks into her life. And now she's well on her way to living her own happily ever after. Now, I want to read to you a little bit of what she posted about her fiance on social media. So here's what she said, quote, You are everything I have ever wanted everything I have waited for, and everything I have prayed for. You knew you were going to marry me after our second date. I knew I would marry you after our third date, and we weren't even official yet. I now understand the saying, when you know, you know. I love you more than I could ever put into words. You are the absolute love of my life. Beautiful words from her, and her fiancé also made sure that when he proposed— that he set up a camera to record the entire proposal, and she posted clips of it online. And you can just tell that she's over the moon in the video, from the way that she, she walks down the stairs, and she stops at the, the middle of the stairs, and she looks down, she sees the entire setup of flowers and candles and all this stuff, and she just knew at that point, and she just broke down. And then you can also see through the way that she stared at her fiancé, the way that she looked at him with this look that's all too familiar to me. And I know this because I've been surrounded by women my entire life. I've had tons of close female friends, and I've watched them look at whoever with those types of eyes many times. And I also know that type of stare because I've definitely not seen any woman even accidentally look in my direction with that love stare. And if we're being honest, I'm not really confident that I ever see that happening to me. I would like to make it known that this is not a pity party for me. 
I'm not someone who's out here lonely and wishing for a partner and feeling like I'm going to die alone, even though the fact that there's a pretty high chance of me dying alone and searching for a relationship today is pretty hopeless and pointless overall. But I'm not going to spend my time stressing out about it. I'm just too old and too tired for that. Now, younger me would have most definitely felt like that and definitely fell into the category that a lot of people fall into where you're, you feel like your self-worth is determined by whether or not people are interested in you romantically. But current me, um, how do I put this? I, uh, I, I'm kind of dead inside. <laughs> uh, that might, that, and that might be a little bit over-exaggerated, but re- realistically, I'm mostly indifferent toward being involved in any kind of romantic scenario. So what in the world happened to me? The real world. That's what happened. As a young, shy introvert, I didn't date or have girlfriends in elementary school or middle school or high school or hell, even college. I think I was around 22 before the first time I ever hung out with a girl alone. And like clockwork, it's been all downhill since then. Let me use the psychology minor that I got at university for a second to analyze my own romantic evolution. So not experiencing a thing, that means that you have a completely different point of view than the people who are actively in said thing. From a romantic standpoint, I have long viewed romance through the lens of TV, movies, books, but the problem is they all have the same uniform way of presenting how love works, and that for the most part, doesn't align with how love actually works in the real world when you're dealing with real life people. So it was a really aggressive shock to my system when I actually put myself out there and, you know, I'm out here like everybody else getting my metaphorical teeth kicked in by the reality of rejection, trauma, anxious and avoided attachment styles and everything that makes the the dating process what it is. And it's a hard pill to initially swallow that it doesn't matter how good of a person you are, you will get rejected. It doesn't matter what signs people give you, the signals, they're always going to be mixed. And it doesn't matter how much love exists between two people. Someone could wake up one day and just be like, eh, I'm not really feeling it anymore. There's a movie you should check out if you haven't. It's called 500 Days of Summer. It's one of my favorite movies because the main character, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is kind of similar to who I used to be in the fact that he spent a lot of time in his own head. I used to do that a lot growing up. And the entire movie is based around the fact that he was so in his head over this girl that he was in love with, and he over-romanticized her and their situation so much that he completely ignored the part where she was upfront with him at the very beginning. She said straight up that she wasn't really interested in anything serious. So all the heartbreak and turmoil that he goes through throughout the movie, it's really of his own doing. Over the past couple of years, I've been doing some pretty intense deconstruction of that over-romanticization, I can't even say the word, over-romanticization tendency that I've had, a really bad habit of doing over the course of my life, and trying to make sure that I look at people and situations for what they really are instead of what I daydream them to be. And while I'm not 100% opposed to the idea of romance at some point in the future, I've realized there's several big mental hurdles that are kind of holding me back from engaging in the intentionality required to pursue romantic partnerships. So the first one is I'm well aware of the fact that there are basically 10-year-olds who have more romantic experience than me. And I feel like I'm way behind for my age. I'm not interested in women whose age begins with a one or a two. 
Around here, we want grown ass women. I'm talking about the type who's been around and they have seen some things. They're walking around with the stretch marks and, you know, they've got the gray hairs that have started popping up. And they are past their phase of wanting to deal with dating and marrying clowns. Also, a lot of women around my age are in that range of some combination of divorced and having kids. Women with far more experience than my measly handful of romantic encounters. And there's no getting around it. There is definitely some insecurity there on my part about trying to catch up in some way. Um, but feels like that old saying of you can't get a job without experience, but you can't get experience without a job. But at the same time, it also feels impossible because I am not a casual dater. Some people, well, actually, a lot of people enjoy doing that. It works for them, and that's great. But for me, I, I can't do it. I, I'm I just, I'm just not built for that kind of thing. I don't have the emotional stamina to jump back and forth between multiple people. And I sure as hell do not want to make dating a part-time job. And that leads me into reason number two. I have zero desire to go through the dating process. None. I, I just don't want to do it. People of all ages on TikTok have confirmed for me time and time again that dating in today's world is an absolute cesspool. And no, I'm not, I'm not saying that any of the people I've dated over the course of my life are terrible women. No, no, they're all good people. But for me, the process itself, it is just pure misery, especially if you're someone like me who is a thoroughbred introvert. I live in an emotional middle ground. I rarely float too high on cloud nine, but I'm also rarely ever down in the dumpster with the raccoons. I maintain a pretty steady emotional level in life, and that's how I like it. But the back and forth of the dating process is just as bad as the stock market. It's nothing but higher highs and lower lows. Now, the third thought that kind of swirls in my head that kind of gives me pause about trying to pursue a relationship, and this is probably my main issue right now, my biggest fear is not rejection. My biggest fear is wasting time. The older I get, the more aware I become about how limited our time on this earth is. And I lived a pretty sheltered childhood, and in turn, that kind of developed into me continuing to live a pretty sheltered mindset through a big chunk of my adult years. I'm now at the point where I've worked my way out of that, and I'm focused on, on building a life that's centered around doing things that I enjoy and maintaining a strong level of peace. And I'm assuming that if you find the right relationship, that's something that can contribute to the peace in your world. But the question that I have is, do I want to jump through all the difficult hurdles to get there? Do I really want to invest time into this process where the outcome is ultimately nothing more than a coin flip? In my most recent romantic attempt, uh, the woman, she was amazing. Definitely some soulmate material if you believe in that sort of thing. But she started this habit of no-showing. And like a lot of people, I needed to work on speaking up and vocalizing what I need from people. Because I probably should have spoken up and said, hey, if you're going to not show up to things, please just let me know instead of just not showing up. And then saying, hey, sorry I couldn't make it, lol, after the fact. But I let it all fizzle out because... Uh, I'm just not going to chase people down for their time. So my thought is, why spend time dealing with stuff like that when I could be doing other things that are actually productive to building the life that I'm loving right now? And finally, one last thought that's been nagging me. Is being in a serious relationship something that I even want? I've never been in one. I've never come close to one. And here's a major red flag that I just realized that I have. I don't know how to operate as part of a couple. 
I've only known existing as an individual, and trying to break the habits of being solo can be really difficult. I saw a tweet the other day that had people tilted because it was it's so true. It's so on point. Um, this person said, dating someone who has been single for a long time is really difficult. When you make a small mistake, he or she has already made peace with you and returned to being single without you knowing. That's way too true. That's way too true because I know for me, I'm okay over here by myself. I'm good. I don't even need cats to keep me company. I don't need to turn into a crazy cat man or a crazy dog man or anything. I'm, I'm good sitting here solo in my own existence by myself. And another thing that's kind of weird is when you're not used to receiving romantic attention from people, when it does actually happen to you, it, it can be pretty uncomfortable because you don't know how to react. Imagine living your life, minding your own business, no one even looking in your direction romantically, and then suddenly somebody wants to date you. It honestly feels like a red flag when somebody wants to, to go out and hang out and spend time with you. Like, really? You know the old saying, there's plenty of fish in the sea? Well, I'm one of the last bags of frozen fish sticks in the very back of the freezer at the grocery store. So if you're coming to me, you, you have to be pretty desperate. Listen, in all seriousness, I, I know I could put in the work, put in the effort, and find a perfectly suitable woman to settle down with, and like a lot of people, just spend the rest of my life living a perfectly mediocre existence. But I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm really loving the way my life is set up right now. The unbridled freedom to do whatever I want without having to schedule things around someone else. And I'm not talking about being free to just go around screwing every girl in sight, no strings attached. No, I'm not trying to do that type of stuff. I mean the freedom for me to be able to play softball seven days a week or play video games until my fingers bleed or doing yard work all day and pretending like I know how to build and fix stuff after watching a two minute YouTube video. And of course, there's always going to be these random intrusive thoughts like when I order food and I go pick it up at a restaurant and I go in there and I see couples eating together and I'm reminded that I'm going to be taking my food home and eating it all alone in seclusion. But the presence of another person in my life in a romantic way, and more importantly, the process required to get there, is only going to be valuable to me when I feel like having a person can enhance the life that I'm currently intentionally crafting for myself. And if I die alone, well, say la vie. That's going to do it for this episode of Doc Vomits All of His Thoughts That He Should Have Been Sharing in Therapy. Don't try to set me up because if you do, I will run very fast in the other direction. Appreciate you listening. We have new episodes of the podcast every Monday. And if you want more of anything and everything Bob and Sherry, just check out bobandsherry.com. And we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry podcast. We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. 